This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Uh, Carl has uh, one of my favorite podcasts ever. Who are these podcasts? It's called Run By... A guy called Carl. Who are these podcasts? It's a podcast review. I was on Who Are These Podcasts yesterday. It's a great yeah. show. Have you ever listened to it? I have not. Cuz. Cuzaroo. Cuzaroo. Slapperoonie. A drinky poo. Who are these podcasts? They do a show about shows. I think it's a very interesting podcast to listen to. Especially when they go after someone. I thought he was going to break down what it's all about for to turn new pe- people on to no, interesting podcasts. Opposite. Just, yeah, he it, just mercilessly rips on people. Some of it is quite hilarious. It's hilarious. The show's hilarious. <laughs> it's showtime. W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P. Hello, bag slappers and cousin Welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts, the only show that forgot we needed to write a throwaway line this week. I'm your host, Carl. Back with me this week is previously of the Metal Hand of God podcast. It's Adam. What's up, dude? Welcome back to the show. Is this true that you are no longer on the Metal Hand of God podcast? It is true. They're okay. they're still around. They're actually. I almost think that they were listening to WATP. They started introducing all kinds of segments. Oh, they have and, a uh, format now. Weird. Yeah, well, it's formatting. I don't know if it's a clear format. There. Right. You know, it's. It's. Uh, I mean, uh, you probably went through the same thing when uh, was was it Kevin was your original yeah. host? Yes. Yes. When he left, like, it's such a weird thing to have a podcast and like all of a sudden your your chemistry is broken and you have to refigure things. Well, I don't want to sit here and talk about Metal Hand of God. That's not what we're here to do today. <laughs> no, no, no. But, I mean, you, you went through the same thing, right? I did. I did. There was, a, there was a rough transition. And as people go back and listen to the back catalog, people who are discovering the show now send me notes all the time. We're, Carl, I, I discovered your show. Where do I start? I always tell them to start around episode 90 or so. I think that's where we kind of hit our groove because it was a weird transition. So... It is always tough to get through that. If you'd like to support the show, we do have a PayPal account, WATPShow at gmail.com. You will get a link to episode 88 if you would like that. Thanks to Alex and Casey, or David and Casey, I'm not really sure, and Mr. Killjoy for donations recently. We also encourage our listeners to give us a five-star review on iTunes, then shit all over us in the comments section. Today, Adam and I will be reviewing a podcast called The Brighter Side. This was a suggestion that came in from Adam. We have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. Let's get into it. 
This is a podcast that's on the Last Podcast Network, and it features hosts Ed Larson and Amber Nelson, who are two certified grade A cornballs. And the episode that we listened to had guests Leah Rudick and Danny Solomon. Adam, before we get into this, I want to play a clip. The Really, the reason why we're doing this show is because we reviewed last podcast on the left, and there was a promo for this show in the first two minutes of that show, and I, I we clipped the entire thing. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? It just sounded so terrible. So this was the teaser. This was a promo that they put out on a much more popular podcast in order to get people to listen to their show. On our show, on a regular basis, we have this thing called, it's a game we invented. It's called hoop goo goo noo noo doo doo How would you say it? hoop goo noo doo 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 There is no way to say it. It's a game we made up, and basically it's a rapid-fire edition of finding the positivity in something negative. We're going to play a quick version for you right now so you see how it goes. Amber, could you give me something negative? Something negative. Horse manure. Horse manure. All right. You could throw it at a car. I mean, you shouldn't be throwing horse manure at cars. It's a bad thing to do, but... Probably fun to watch. Heck yeah, and they got it coming for them, being a car and all. <laughs> What's your positive of horse manure? Um, you can use it to feed plants that make the food. That's right. That's right. Manure makes food. Isn't that great? That poo poo makes food for more poo poo. Oh, that's so nice. It's a circle of poo poo. All right. So this is well, them setting up their show and what they do on their show, and I don't know who is going to hear this and go, "Oh, I got I got to listen to this." Sounds terrible. Well, first of all, like just getting into it, the Hoopanugu, whatever the fuck. Yeah. The show is called The Brighter Side. As near as I can tell, the whatever the fuck they say, it's just the show. That's not a segment. But for some reason, they they have this bit that they do where like this is the game. This is the brighter side. This is the game we play, which makes no sense. And they act like. Like, treat it like it's a segment, but that's just the fucking show. I'm actually, I'll be honest, Adam, I couldn't bring myself to listen to multiple episodes of this, so I don't know. The one I listened to, they just did this game that they invented the entire time for an hour, but I, I honestly don't know if they've other things. This well, is, that's what the promo seems to indicate, That though. That is what the promo indicated. So, and hey, here's, the, like, so two things. Number one, yeah. I actually think it's a good premise. Okay. And... To, I hate to give them any credit because this show is shit. Yeah. But I do appreciate that as it is in the comedy section of podcasts, there are an attempt at jokes. Oh, God. The weakest attempts ever. Let's get into this. I want to talk about, they set up the, the game for everyone who's there playing. So there's four of them and they're going to play this game. This is the setup for everyone in the room and of course us listeners at home. I like that. We are here playing hoopa goo doo 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 goo boo goo goo. Oh, why? I'm so sick. I'm so sorry. No, what happened to you? This is a game that we invented on this show. Okay. This, oh, your entire audience just fucking ended the, your, this episode. Yeah, this sounds like a show for children. So right off the bat, I hear this and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a show for little kids because they're making weird noises and they're sing-songy and it just sounds like ridiculous bullshit. And then you listen to the show 
and it's fucking over the top dirty. Here's a quick compilation I put together. Listen to the disconnect between what's being said in this compilation and that intro that you just heard. You could probably put your dick in that asshole because it'd have a big old Lucy flop. It's completely empty. Put yeah. your dick in the shit. Did he come on Horatio Sand? Him and Louis C.K. could have dueled with their dicks and <laughs> cummed on each other at the same time. That she loves eating shit. And he's just like, I like fucking kids. And I had a homeless man come in my mouth once. <laughs> be like, you got come on you! Masturbating in front of your dad. Yeah. Spread your pink pussy in front of your father. <laughs> I mean, it gets fucking crazy! Um, I was not expecting that at all! There was a compilation I wanted to do because I listened to parts of two episodes. Did you notice that there was like a fair number of kid fucking jokes yes a lot a lot of kid fucking like, jokes like look look Carl, i'm totally down for you know a kid fucking every once in a while yeah but these every once seem, in a while right right like these people seem to indicate that their minds never drift too far from fucking a three-year-old up the ass well the, the premise of this show is everyone writes down something they think is terrible and then they fold it up they put it in a bag or something and then somebody draws that out of the bag, reads it, and everyone has 20 seconds to try to find the positive side of it. And they liken it to Cards Against Humanity. They say it's like, it's like a Cards Against Humanity game. So we're basically at this stupid friend party where these two couples are together playing this shitty card game where they're trying to make each other laugh. And you would think, oh, these people are comedians. There's a couple stand-ups. There's people who are actors they're in the entertainment community in some way they'd be funnier than me and my friends but they're not they're not at all they play an example of what this show what it's supposed to be and how it's supposed to go and i can only assume that they consider this to be a prime example of how to make this funny here's an example yes. so somebody wrote on a piece of paper your date has bad taste in music mm -hmm. so everybody goes around and they try to find a positive side of that but the winner of that round said the brighter side of your date having bad taste in music is they'll probably have sex with you because they're stupid yeah, <laughs> dumbass people eat cds bad taste in music mm. all right oh that fucking ed larson he thinks he's so funny I, does he? Yes. Does he? Uh, here's the thing. Holy like, shit. Uh, you know, you're, you're right. They did like, and it's a Cards Against Humanity, and they want to give you the impression, oh, it's a party game. What right. this actually is, it becomes clear very quickly. This is an improv yes. troupe, like, uh, intro game. One of those, yes. like, exercises. And it, 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 everything, look, and I, I know you hate improv far more than I do. I'm a big fan of like the original English hit, whose line is it anyway? Yeah. I think improv can be done right, but bad improv is the worst. And these people are like entry, you know, improv classes, you, you got to pay to get on stage. Right. These people are level one paying $300 for three people in the audience to watch their, their bullshit antics. Let's play some examples of this. And I do want to point out that poor Adam had some technical issues today. He had all these clips pulled. He was ready to go, and he wasn't able to get any of them to me. But it's probably the same clips you have, it's honestly. It probably is. So these are all clips that I pulled. But this episode, this, like I said, it's an hour. So they go through a dozen or more of these, how do you find the brighter side of this thing? It just goes on and on and on. One of the early ones is... They ask, they say, um, what about you shit the bed your first time hooking up with your significant other? What's the brighter side of that? 
And here comes the comedies. Okay, well, I'll say it can't get any worse from there. You know? <laughs> you just start at a 10. Everything else from that is kind of cute. What if you, like, rip out a fart on a date? Not as bad as shit in the bed. If you cheat on them, not as bad as shit in the bed. You curse at their mother, not as bad as shit in the bed. You know? So you start off. Start at a 10. That's true. There have yeah. been no laughs! What do you mean? I'm- None! Speaking of shitting the bed, that's exactly what these people are doing every time they go on the air. Over and over again. It's terrible. They never come up with anything funny or witty. And I will say this in their defense. They didn't help themselves out with these, I wanted to say questions, but whatever these things are that you have to react to, it makes it very difficult. Here's an example. Your mom stabs your eye out in your sleep. Your mom stabs your eye out in your sleep. Oh, let's find the hilarious angle on that. Your mom stabs your eye out in your sleep. What the fuck are we even talking about? This is a shitty game. The execution of it is shitty. These people suck at being funny. They're not funny people off the cuff at all. You actually clipped one, like when you did the compilation, there was one thing that kind of made me giggle that they ruined. It's, uh, it was the shitting the bed thing. One of the girls says, well, you might be able to fuck her in the ass. And that kind of made me giggle, but then everybody tagged it and (laughs) and Ed Larson's, Ed Larson's thing is baby talk. Like mm-hmm. that, that shitty thing that people do to, to babies where they're like, but that kind of shit, he, he'll start saying words and it'll break down to like, that's where the hapa nugu do. Yeah. God, I, I, I actually hate myself for, for repeating that. And the other thing with Ed Larson, the amount of phlegm in his mouth is distracting. I'm not even sure how he can produce that much saliva that it's constantly coating his teeth and tongue with every fucking word that he says. He's an obnoxious person. I have an example of Ed sucking at this game. They say, every time you smoke pot, a butterfly dies, which is retarded. And then, all right, find the brighter side of that. Here here you go, Ed. It's easier to deal with a dead butterfly when you're already stoned. That's all I'm trying to say. You You don't want to deal with that shit on a head full of straight brain. What is this garbage? How do they have a podcast? This is bullshit. These guys are not good at improv. They're actually very, very bad at it. And they shouldn't expose themselves with a show like this because it makes it obvious for the whole world to see. This woman, Leia, who's on the show as a guest. And she, I, I found her online. She's been on TV shows, on HBO. She, has, she does stand-up. So she does things. She is the worst at this. The question was poised, what if God didn't like you? And you found out God doesn't like you personally. And this is- Because they're on this show? Yeah, because they've heard your podcast. This is her answer to that. If I just knew that like- god like didn't like me there would be such freedom in that like i would just i would just like do whatever i wanted you know i would like light a light a light a building on fire i would uh, you know take a take a dump in the in the backyard like whatever i wanted to (laughs) holy shit this woman cannot come up with anything witty this is the opposite of quick-witted people what if god didn't like you i would uh, light a building on fire and then take a dump in the backyard what you know, Carl, I once took a dump in the back in my backyard. So we all have. that might explain my life because God doesn't like me. I just don't understand why they've set themselves up to be this unfunny on a show that people might actually hear. I know that I suck at saying things off the cuff. That's why I have a soundboard. 
That's why I put all this work into the pre-production so that I don't set myself up to fail like these assholes have. Well, Carl, like the the greatest gift any artist can have is self-awareness, knowing where you are. Right. 70 to 80% of artists have no idea. Like, especially when you're talking about like humor. I I mean, I I work with comedians, so I've seen people that have been doing it for years and they'll use the same bit over and over and it never works. And they don't have the self-awareness to know like, oh, this isn't working. And this whole show is an example of that. Like, my question is, look, I, I've never listened to the last podcast to the left, but I understand it's very popular. Mm-hmm. How does a show like that, like, did Ed Larson, like, suck someone off? Is there blackmail involved? Yeah, it's, uh, it's well documented that Ed Larson sucked a lot of people off in order to make this, this show possible. Is that why the saliva's there? He gives you, he gives you a, a gummy? Oh, it's not, it's not just saliva. It's also the dude from the last podcast on the left. All right. I'm just saying there, there's no rational reason why this would be a podcast on the internet. This is another example of this Leah woman just shitting the bed, so to speak. All right, Leah, the Bible's real. It's all facts. You know, okay. Let's hear it. You know what? Just I'm just happy to. I'm happy to know. I'm happy to know. I'm happy to know the truth. I'm yeah. happy to know the truth. It's just. It's. It's just simple. Good. That's Knowledge great. Is power. That's nice. Knowledge That's is power. Nice. And the show has reached a new low. I mean, she just, at this point, just sounds tired. Like, she's tired of playing this game. She doesn't want, I'm tired too. I'm listening to it. I'm exhausted of this game. They have nothing to say. We find out that every word in the Bible is true, is is the setup. And she goes, well, that's great. Now now we know the answer. Uh, Okay. You know that this is a comedy podcast, right, dummy? Do you understand why we're all here? I'm, you know, uh, not only are we all like bored with it, uh, I think everyone on the show except for Ed yes. is like, like Amber, yes. there's the, the first thing he does is say, uh, you know, how was your week? And she goes into this drone about like, ah, oh, it's been a hard week. And I, I, just, I, I have that. I have and that. I'm just like, is, is Amber going to commit suicide? What is, what's the brighter side of Amber Camille, uh, killing herself? I, I have that clip. This is Amber talking about how. She's working too much. And this leaves me with more more questions than answers. I've had a good week. I've been working a lot. And you know what? I feel like sometimes when you work a lot, you end up not making enough money because you, you know, you you eat you Uber and mm-hmm. you don't make your own food. And then you like get some booze to make your soul feel better. Yeah. So you kind of lose money. When you work too much. I know I gotta I work too much. I hate it. I wanna know what job Amber has that it doesn't cover an Uber, some food at a restaurant. And a beer. She's losing money on working. What kind of job could that be? Aren't there minimum wage laws in this country? What is she talking about? Is is Ed getting all the sweet advertising dollars? Oh, they do have the advertising, too. The, the way he talks about Quip toothbrushes, holy shit. It's a toothbrush. You know, when, when you have to sell something that hard, it makes me feel like maybe it's not that great. Maybe it's not the greatest thing in the world. Going back to the thing where they talk about everything in the Bible is 100% accurate. It's all fact. And I think it's this guy, Danny Solomon, which we'll get into more in a minute. But this clip starts off with our buddy Ed making up a word, which you know I always love. It's always cute. And then Danny throws out a line that cracks Ed the fuck up, and I do not know why. It's all factamundos. New Testament, Old Testament, Genesis, Revelations, the whole shebang bang. Timothy. Timothy. That's one of the books. 
Was what, Timothy's what a did. book? Timothy? He's, I don't know. Yeah, Timothy had a book. Yeah. There was one guy I felt really bad for. Timothy. Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> that poor guy. That poor guy. Adam, can you explain to me why that was a funny joke? Timothy? I think I can. Okay. I don't think that anyone but Ed knows that they're on a podcast. I think this is a game that they play in his basement. And he just has – he has the whole room wired for <laughs> shitty sound. Not that I can talk at the moment, but – yeah. Adam is at work, by the way, right now. He's pulling a Gavin from Buffalo on me and uh, talking into his headset. Carl, let me ask you. Do you have a clip of the first segment that they did, the Andy Dick one? I don't. We can talk about it, though. I I remember it very well. well, So this is why this show doesn't work. So the premise is you get abducted by aliens and get stuck in an intergalactic zoo for the rest of the time with Andy Dick. Yes. Give me the brighter side of that. Right. Here's the thing. Granted, I'd probably have to like pop him in the mouth a couple of times with my fist. I should be clear uh, to, to let Andy know, like, you're not fucking me. But that's actually if you had to choose people to be stuck in a zoo with for the rest of the time, Andy Dick would be pretty fucking entertaining, wouldn't he? I would take Joe Rogan or Dave Foley or hey, really hey, anyone I, from news radio <laughs> over Andy Dick. Excellent news radio drop, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I agree. Look, he's not my first choice. I'm just saying, I'd rather be stuck in an intergalactic zoo with Andy Dick for a thousand years than listen to this show for three hours. Well, I, I think what you just brought up here sets up the point that I want to make, and that is that when you play these hypothetical games like this, you know, we do it all the time. Well, what would you rather do, this terrible thing or that terrible thing? You have to kind of rationalize it and figure it out. It's a way to pass time with your friends, have some laughs, drinking some beers, hanging out. It's not a fucking show. There's nothing about this that is a show. It. I can see this being a segment if you had witty comedians who are good at improv and can come up with shit off the cuff. I can see this being a segment. This is an entire show that does this with people who cannot do it. They're fucking terrible at it. Do you want me to hear some more examples of that? Uh, I thought that's what you were going to do. That's why I was quiet. Let's do this. I love <laughs> the observational humor on this show. You know, it's not all just quick punchlines. There's also just some things that all of us can relate to. And they start talking about mayonnaise, and this is going to crack you up. I was at the grocery store picking out some mayonnaise, and uh, just me and this woman were staring at these like piles of mayonnaise and she was like there's too much mayonnaise and I was like I know there only needs to be like two or three things to choose from there was like 20 different versions of mayonnaise That's you really crazy. don't need that much you don't it's crazy <laughs> I mean, what, who the fuck wants to listen to this they get to do a whole rant about sandwiches they go off on sandwiches for a while it's not even part of the game and Ed's like what kind of sandwich do you like um my favorite sandwich? Yes. Best one at the store. Uh, I like, I've been eating a lot of Italians from Jersey Mike's lately. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's good. And their turkey and provolone is good, too. Their provolone is good. What and kind of bread do you good. get there? Uh, I mean, I usually get the white bread, yeah, white but they, everything's good. White bread's really a great bread. Hey, you know what, guys? This right here, this rambling, boring conversation, this could be a podcast. You know, as soon as someone, if you're on a podcast, as soon as someone says something like, what kind of bread do you eat? Yeah. The podcast fucking ends. Or you fix it in post. I mean, they've obviously don't done no editing 
in post-production because they left in every embarrassing thing that these people do. For example, they're talking about football and no one on the show knows a damn thing about football. So it's not something they should have brought up. But the reason why they bring it up is because they're talking about your football team loses the NFC Championship game and the curse goes on forever. And they're specifically, it's about this guy, Danny, who's from Kansas and the Chiefs lost. Whatever. The point is the one woman decides that she knows how to fix football because she's had this conversation. You know what somebody told me recently that might work? They were like, get rid of the helmets and the pads. Because uh-huh. lacrosse has such fewer injuries, mm-hmm. and people are like really throwing at each other because you know they have all the pads and the helmets. Uh oh, retard alert! Retard alert, class! Adam, nobody corrects her. She says, The problem with football is they're wearing all these pads and helmets. They should be more like lacrosse. Holy, f- I'm, I'm guessing you mean rugby. Fucking lacrosse, you had to pick the one sport where everyone's wearing helmets and cages and pads and they're beating the shit out of each other. And you know, I actually I actually have a brighter side for that because yeah. you know, if if my team uh gets cursed for the rest of the time, I get to laugh at like pussy ass Saints fans who are crying about everything. Oh, are are you not a Saints fan? Uh I'm not I'm not a football fan, okay. but uh I, I had to listen to like three weeks of Saints fans crying uh this past year. They did get screwed. Yeah, they definitely yeah. got screwed. That was a shit call. That's still most most adults move on with their lives. That's like, true. Oh, what's this guy's name? Danny Solomon, it's, Kansas City Chiefs. Who yep. gives a fuck? Yep. All right. Well, this is the segment before that, the conversation right before that, where they set up this uh, this football scenario. All right. So the football team loses, and they keep losing forever. Well, you know what? Maybe uh, then they would stop playing football, and then maybe they wouldn't get so many concussions. And then, like, be a lawyer, be a doctor, go off and, like, have a wonderful job, get a wife and kids, Mm -hmm. and don't just, like, pass out from a concussion. Mm -hmm. What a fucking idiot. All right. The premise here is that if these people weren't playing football, they'd become doctors and lawyers. And you ever meet a football player? Uh, Yeah. You ever meet them before they got concussed? Like, I don't know, maybe junior high, high school? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Deion Sanders. I could definitely see him being the next Bernie Sanders. There's there's two ways you could go, Billy. You can either be the left tackle for our, our high school team, or you can go into law school and become the greatest attorney. That's just not the way this goes down. This woman does not know what she's talking about. Plus, she thinks that because a team loses every year, everyone's going to stop playing football. There's always a team that loses. It doesn't stop football from happening. These people don't even understand the fucking premise on their own show. They're trying to make jokes around. And they're not even trying to make jokes half the time. They just have, like, these political views. There's this one point where they're talking about shaving pussies. And this woman is very against that. She is all for having bush. I say I'll shave my vagina hair off. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Then I'll look like one of those little girls. And Um. then I'll get a boyfriend and I'll be like, (laughs) I want to be a baby. And I'll be like, take me to the puddle, daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little little girl with a little shavy pussy. (laughs) Which is what it looks like when when women have their pussies shaved and they're full-grown women. I'm a full believer of bush. And anybody who thinks that's gross, then get the fuck out of here and go, fuck a kid. Yeah. That's fascinating. Please go on. Okay. A, again, another fuck a kid segment. Yep. B, I do realize that the when she starts doing the baby voice, it's a callback to like 
Correct. Uh, like a minute previously. Yeah. But that said, there's also a lot of like it, there's this weirdness where there's both the kid fucking and the talking like a in a baby voice. That's yes. a constant thing with this fucking show. And it gets when the, the baby voice in particular, like I could take the kid fucking jokes for whatever, you know, take that however you want. Mm. But the baby voices really start to grate on you very quickly. It's bizarre that and that's why I wasn't sure who the audience was for this because they seem to have these politically correct views on things and they're trying to be cute and fun. And then there's like a lot of pedophilia humor, which I would expect to be on a more edgy show like Come Down, not on this like, oh, we're playing the Moogoo Gagoo Geeky Goo Geeky game. You guys love this game, right? And then when 20 seconds is up, when you're doing your answer, he has to buzz you up and go, like, what the fuck is going on here? There's a, the, on the other episode that I listened to, which I tried to clip and once again fucked up, uh, there's one segment that's like, or, or opening that's like, uh, you live next door to a cult. What's the brighter side of that? And one, okay. of, the, one of the guests says, uh, you, get to, you get to spy. You got spy time. You know, so you're spying on them and you find out maybe they're not being nice to women or, you know, fucking a kid. And that's it. Like, those are the two, like, not being nice to a woman and fucking a kid are somehow on the same level in their mind. Well, this is what I would ask. Did the woman or the kid deserve it? Because sometimes women are bitches and sometimes kids dress it appropriately. Yeah, there's some hot kids out there. I'm not going to lie, you know. (laughs) Oh, it's all coming out in post. I have another clip that I want to play. The one woman goes off on a story, and she's telling this as an anecdote of something that really happened, and I'm calling bullshit on this story. Mm-hmm. Like one time this guy gave me gumbo, and it was just water with um, beans floating around in it. And I was like, I'm going to go check out the moon. And I went <laughs> and I just threw it on the ground. And he's like, you drank that real quick. And I was like, I sure did. <laughs> that moon. So I happen to know that that's not a true story. It's a really stupid anecdote. But the reason why I know that is because I downloaded this new software from Infowars.com. It can actually detect lies. And there's a mechanism that points out when someone says something that is bullshit. I want to play, after I process that clip through the software, what came out. Mm-hmm. Like one time this guy gave me gumbo and it was just water with um, beans floating around. Bullshit. And I was like, I'm going to go check out the moon. Bullshit. And I went <laughs> and I just threw it on the ground. Bullshit. And he's like, you drank that real quick. Bullshit. Bullshit. He's like, you get seconds. Bullshit. So like, oh, no, I'm so full. Bullshit. <laughs> None of that story made any sense. There's no way that's true. Did you hear at the very end there? Ed's going, wah, wah, wah. He's just making fucking noises like a child. That, that's kind of what he does, though. That is what he does. I'm trying to, like, how, do we know how old Ed Larson is? I looked him up online. He's got to be in his late 20s at the youngest. Probably Wait, in his 30s. Holy shit. This guy's like 28? At the I youngest. like... I thought this guy was like a 55-year-old man who just at the age of like 48 decided he was going to get into like the the entertainment industry and live out his dreams. It's possible. Because that's that's the the vibe I get off him. He's like, "Ah, I'm the wacky uncle. And everybody – the worst thing in the world for people who try to get in comedy is it starts with, 
You know, people are always telling me I should do stand-up. Oh. No, you shouldn't. You're fucking awful. You should. <laughs> Why did you get into comedy? My buddies made me. They dragged me to the club. They're like, you're so funny. That's never fucking happened in the history of friendship. You're so fucking funny. You got to get on stage. It's like, it's fine. You're amusing from time to time. It's fine. That- Get over By the it. way, this, this this is a good uh, segue me mentioning to you. I did want to tell you. Yeah. I listened to last episode and uh, I heard your uh, your roast battle. And look, I'm not gonna like blow smoke up your ass. Like a couple of them are like, ah, but that's how roast battles go. The yeah. Brody Stevens joke was killer. Yeah. And you were definitely funnier than the fat guy. I I, I appreciate that. I was surprised at uh, how that went down. To be honest with you, I. I thought it was uh, a pretty easy target for me. So, oh, well, what are you going to do? But thank you. I appreciate that. This is a clip of, they have this segment where they say, you find out that there is no God. Here's the setup to that. There's no God and death is forever. All right. There's no God and death is forever. What is the brighter side of that? Listen to how stupid this person is. So now, do you mean death is forever, like I'm floating through space? Like, whoa, because that could be kind of cool for forever, though. But then there is no time, so then you don't know. Well, that's retarded. What is she talking about? Death is forever means you die and go nowhere. That's what death is forever means. She goes, does that mean I'm floating through space? No. Why would you think that? Are you a retard? What the fuck? What, What was she thinking right there? Well, A, a we, we do know that she's retarded because we've heard the show. In it's fact, true. my main summary of this show is what's the brighter side of being a retard? <laughs> um, B, try was try to come with that. Like, well, there's like an awkward silence when she said that? Yes. Yes. Okay, good. There was an awkward silence, and then they said, well, who wrote the question? Is it, does it mean you're floating through space? The guy goes, no, it means you're dead. Oh, Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I really wish the answer was, was that she debate? wrote the question, that it was her question, and she actually did mean that. <laughs> There's no God, and you get to fly through space for, the, for all of eternity. Okay. Um, I, I was surprised at how little effort these people put into this show. There's obviously no prep work done, nothing done in post except for popping in Ed doing commercial reads. They think they're all very funny and can just sit down and make each other laugh and it's going to be entertaining for people. And it's sad because there are a lot of people who could pull this off. These four people are not them in any I way. Have a, I have advice for Ed and Amber yeah. you know, for future episodes. If you, if you hear this, Ed and Amber, maybe don't make the questions a surprise. Maybe give your guess. Let him prep a little bit. Yeah, like I'm. Look, these people clearly aren't good at 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 being off the cuff. No, that's fine. Look, I know I work with comedians. I actually have a comedy show tonight that I'm uh, that I'm putting on. Woohoo, Lati da! It's not going to help me because it's going to be <laughs> this is coming out afterwards. But anyway, there's a lot of comedians that actually aren't funny off the cuff. Like they yep. they have to write material and do prep work. Like. Look, even like you mentioned, like Joe Rogan and David Tell and all these guys, and they're well. David Tell actually is really good off the cuff, but yeah. but, uh, but they you know, don't just go on stage with a bit. The perfect example of that is Jim Gaffigan. I think Jim Gaffigan's a brilliant comedian. Comes up with great bits. You ever hear him on a talk show? It's atrocious. 
he's not a funny person at all. I've uh David tells my personal hero. Yeah. But when I listen to him on a podcast, he <laughs> he just kind of sits there. To be honest with you, he answers questions in like the most monotone, like matter of fact way. You know, like and, yeah. I'm, and I know that he's funny off the cuff when he wants to be, but just that's not how nobody's on all the time. Period. Well, I was curious as to why we had these guests on here, and Danny Solomon was a mystery to me until the very end when they're doing the plugs and they say this. Also, I have a stand-up album. It's called Genius. You can get it on uh, Spotify, iTunes, all that bullshit. I've listened to it. It's great. I was like, wait a second. Danny does stand-up? I just listened to him for an hour and not say a single funny thing. I have to hear what the stand-up is. So I went ahead and did some research on this. And Adam, this is a bit from Danny's stand-up. I want you to observe the main punchline and how long it takes to get there and what that payoff actually is when we finally do. You mentioned Dave Attell. I've seen Dave Attell multiple times. The reason why he's the best stand-up is because it's rapid fire. It's joke, joke, joke. You're still laughing at the last joke and he's just throwing out two more. This guy... You have to like write down notes to figure out where we're at in the story, to figure out why this punchline's funny. Anyway, I've done enough setup on this. I don't go on Twitter anymore. I'll tell you guys that. I don't. I mean, I do, of course, like every single day, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, though. And it's because you can't just do jokes on Twitter anymore, right? And I'm not saying that in a PC way. I'm just saying, like, there's literally no time because the world is getting so shitty so quickly to just be fun in between the, you know, inconceivable tragedies, right? <laughs> and the worst is when you're trying to be silly, but everyone else in the world is being serious about something. Like, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was just, I was like out and about, you know, just like at a park, I don't remember, but I wasn't looking at the news. <laughs> Big mistake. And I posted something on Twitter that I thought was funny. So it turns out that that day there was like a bombing in Egypt, right? So a lot of people died, and it was very sad. And everybody on my Twitter feed is like, you know, we stand with Egypt, Islam is a beautiful religion of peace, you know, love, harmony, brotherhood, togetherness. And then underneath all of that is just me going, hey, do they make a Fleshlight Junior? <laughs> all right, here's why that's funny. <laughs> That is the most amazing. I'm, you know what? I'm working tonight. Uh, my friend Jeff D is headlining. And yeah. before he goes on, I'm going to tell Jeff, after every bit, follow it up with, now here's why that's funny. <laughs> I know. I couldn't well, believe it when I heard it. First of all, was this recorded on someone's fucking iPhone? It's like a multi-camera shot. It was probably five cameras in a comedy club. It seemed very well produced, but it must have been recorded right next to this one chick who was laughing at every setup. Oh, I thought that was a laugh track. I mean, maybe. I don't know what was funny about that. He finally gets to the punchline, the Fleshlight Jr. joke. And at that point, we've talked about the problems with terrorism and this atrocity in Egypt. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude. You could have gotten to that way quicker. I, I did appreciate the uh, SJW line in there where he's like, you know, and Islam's a beautiful religion. Like, what? That really under, interfl uh, interrupts the flow of your joke, dude. Yeah, I like, know. What? 
Just so you know, I, I'm Muslims. Just so you know, I'm woke. But anyway, here's the tweet that I put out this one day. By the way, if you're explaining tweets that you put out, which Opie does all the time, I'll get to that in a little bit. If you're still talking about a tweet that you put out, that's fucking retarded. Why is that part of your stand-up routine? If you think you came up with a funny joke, then talk about the then tell the joke. Guys, you ever tell you about the time I tweeted this joke that got 17 likes? Let me tell you what that joke was. <laughs> well, examining the the like his his uh, storytelling ability there. Yeah. Um, those jokes actually would be fine if it was just like he was hanging out on a podcast and like drop like and they're just talking about Twitter or whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, I don't check Twitter at all. Well, you know, like fucking every day. But you know, not at all. Like that's just like casually like it's not funny, but it's humorous. You know. Yeah. That's not something you get on stage and do. And it's certainly, I mean, unless it's an open mic. Okay, open mic. It bombed. Whatever. Why would you record that and then charge people yeah. to he, watch it? He's been doing this for 10 years, too. He's been doing stand-up for 10 years, and he doesn't know that you can't have a setup that is 65 seconds long to get to a punchline that is Fleshlight Jr. How does he not know that? I know that. I don't do stand-up. you got to get to that fucking joke, asshole. Whatever you got to do, that. figure it out. Cut out a couple details. I was in a park. Whatever! Move it along! Uh, this is also from Danny Stand-Up, and I find this to be very ironic. Isn't that just the beauty of the internet? Is that, like, once you post something, there is no time limit on when someone can just come by and make you feel like a piece of shit. It can just happen anytime. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker, that's right. I like that he said something mundane as if it was a punchline and people responded to it. Yeah. I don't understand what was possibly interesting about that. But it does work out very well considering what we're doing right now. Oh, well, I don't know, dude. Like, uh, having him, Danny Solomon following up Seamus, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, Seamus McKillian. I, I'm sorry, like Danny saw, like, dude, it's 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 not even the same weight class. No, I mean this guy can actually stand up on stage and and tell jokes, but you shouldn't ever compare anyone doing anything to Seamus McKillian. I have some updates on him later on in the show, so we'll we'll get into it. But real quick, I want to finish up on this podcast. I want to talk about Leah, and as they're doing the plugs at the end, Leah announces that she's doing a show. And this didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Leah, what's going on with you? Oh, gosh. You've um, got a big show coming up, don't you? I do. I have a show at the end of the month, uh, January 29th at Bar Lubitsch. It's called The Reunion. It's a really fun character It's the show. best show. I love doing it's it. Fun. I did it one time. It you was so bo- You fun. both have been on it, and you both were super, super funny. Do you believe that for a second, Adam? I don't think she believes it. They did a show that was super, super funny. These people did. That's the kind of line that you give somebody when they ask if they can come to your house. And you're like, yeah, you know, like we should totally hang out. You should come over. Yeah. Yeah. Remember yeah. that time we, we hung out together? I'm like, that was a super good time. Yeah. It was super, super good. Do you, oh, before we get off of this, do you have the clip of the 10 minutes of them discussing when they all met each other and they're just bored to death talking about like, oh, was it seven years? I think it was eight years. We might know <laughs> each other nine years. There's like five minutes of that. Adam, I was trying my best. I, I get into this thing lately where I have too many clips and the show goes on too long. And I was restraining myself at every turn 
Because the beginning of the show, I'm like, there's going to be other things. I'm not going to clip this. The beginning of the show, they go, hey, this is Danny. Danny, I've known since 2007. He's like, I think it was 2008. Oh, yeah, there was that festival. Well, right, right, right. But before that, there was that other thing. Oh, right. Who gives a flying fuck when you guys met? You guys don't even know. What's the point of debating this? And they went through that with both of these assholes. And actually, Danny Solomon quickly just goes... Yeah, I'm sure your 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 uh, fans are really interested in the math, and he's like, "Yeah, math, uh, hoobagoo, hoobagoo, <laughs> math, mathy math, equationino." <laughs> yeah, this guy is a fucking cornball. This is Ed, the cornball that we're talking about, decides to go ahead and bash previous guests who have been on the show. And then you also have your other show that you host with Becky Yamamoto, yeah. who was, did our last hoopa goo goo doo 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 doo. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did. Did she, she win? She was pretty bad. I mean, I love her, <laughs> but the show's about positivity, but she really didn't. I don't think she got it. That's pretty crazy. To bash. Oh, I have to. I have to listen to that episode. If if these people are the good guests, right? Becky must be like next level amazing. Is that bizarre? This woman's friends with this other woman. Yeah, she was on our show last week. Oh, yeah, how did she do? She was terrible. She wasn't funny at all. That's a bizarre thing to say on a podcast. I mean, well, let's, listen. Let's be honest. Yeah. She's not going to listen to this show. That's true. No one's going no to hear this. I mean, I haven't even talked about the fact that Doug was terrible last week, and it was probably his last appearance ever on WATP, because that's so unprofessional to say that about someone who's – Takes the time to be a guest on your show. Even if you didn't put any prep work into it at all. Didn't even listen to the fucking episode we were reviewing. You know, even that, he still took a couple hours out of his day to record with Croge and I. And it's very rude to just be like, wow, that guy sucked. Even if it's completely true and not up for debate, it's still very mean to say. I don't think you should do that. I'm just happy to know that Doug's not homeless anymore. It is nice to know that he lives in a really shitty town that he hates. We got on the, the call with him last week. Hey, Doug, what's going on? I just spent two hours in Walmart. Fucking miserable. I'm like, oh, why, why are we in Walmart? It's the only thing we have in this fucking town. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Seems like he's really enjoying life, that one. <laughs> this is our buddy Ed Larson. For some reason, they talk about Alaska, and he just has this senior moment where he has to explain. Maybe it's not a senior moment. Maybe it's a junior moment. Where he has to, it just causes a connection in his brain to bears. And he has to explain how much he likes bears. Yeah. You know yeah. what I like about Alaska? Bears. Mm. Big bear fan. A lot of bears I, I love bears in Alaska. I've been watching a lot of Russian bear videos. That reminded me of a very famous young zombie who once said... I like turtles. Where did that come from? Yeah, so anyway, Alaska. Oh, you know what I like about Alaska? There's bears there. Oh, okay. Neat. Who cares? Who cares? I, I mean, Ugh. but the 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 whole premise of the show is nonsense. So does it really matter at that point to him? Like it, I think Ed think, thinks that his job is just to say whatever's on his mind. Like yeah. I don't know that he has. What's the part of your brain that 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 filters out stupid shit? Oh, I wrote that down in my notes. There's nothing that comes into his head that he doesn't say. He has no filter whatsoever, and it's not a good thing. This is them talking about why you'd want, well, at the very, very end of the show, because they're on the last podcast network, 
they're trying to promote the other shows on the network, and I don't think they've done a great job here. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Who the fuck wants to hear another show like the one we just listened to? That's not a good promotion for your network. You mean you have more terrible improv comics making little kid noises and talking about fucking children? Sign me up. How do I subscribe? Jesus. I don't know. If, if, if I found out I was dying today, I might listen to the further adventures of Pete and Pete that I heard advertised. Oh, geez. That sounded fucking terrible, too. I mean, we could end up down this rabbit hole that is the last podcast network, but we got to get away from these people. This is terrible. Again, Ed Larson, if you're if you're listening to this, a little bit of prep work. Just just fucking like send the, send the show notes, whatever. I don't know what to think about this, Adam. I felt like I was watching a co-ed softball game where everybody struck out. It was not a pleasant experience. I don't know that reference you just made sounds way more entertaining than what we just experienced. It, it would go by quicker. That's the only good thing about watching a softball game where everyone strikes out. It's like, sweet, we're in the bottom of the third. I feel like I've only been here for a couple of minutes. This fucking show just drags on and on and on. They're like, okay, this is round two. This is round three. This is round four. And then they're trying to have fun with the point system. All right, if you win this round, you get 750,000 points. Like, all right, you guys are so fucking obnoxious. Yeah, I know. It's just just wackiness all the time. Anything else you want to say before we move on with our lives about uh, the brighter side? No, the, the, the less said, the better. Okay. Well, in that case... I would like to take a moment to thank our very loyal sponsor to the show. You know, I am talking about deepdiscount.com. It's a great website where you'll find thousands of movies and TV shows at incredible prices. Everything on the site is discounted to low, low prices. Something I don't talk about enough on this show is my love of the band Ween. I thought you were going to say something I'm talking about on this show. It's my love of deep discount. <laughs> no, I talk about that quite a bit. Deepdiscount.com. You can click the link from our website so that they know that we sent you. Ween is my favorite band. And they have a live DVD from Chicago in 2004. I've probably watched this DVD a hundred times. And I don't watch it all the way through every time. There's a song I want to watch or a couple tunes And I own it, and I can just pop it in and watch it whenever I want. It's always high quality, looks great, sounds great. This is these are the things you want to own for yourself. Own the DVD, own the Blu-ray of your favorite bands live in concert. You can get them on deepdiscount.com. You don't have to worry about looking for the stream, worrying about buffering or edits. You just own it forever. Watch it whenever you want. Own your passion. They have new releases. Aquaman is coming out on Tuesday. You see the movie? But don't buy that. No? You don't like Aquaman? That was the worst piece of shit I've seen in quite a while. <laughs> but I do want to ask you, Carl, could yeah. I pick up Into the Spider-Verse, the best movie of 2018? Into the Spider-Verse came out this past Tuesday, and it is available on deepdiscount.com. Did you like that movie? Oh, that movie's amazing. Yeah? I heard that. Yeah. It's 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 easily if if you like superhero movies it's it's one of the best of all time it's top three wow and it's a cartoon and it's a top three I, superhero movie absolutely actually all the three best superhero movies of all time are all animation hold on I, I have to stop you right there the Dark Knight trilogy is fucking amazing 
they are, and I enjoy those movies, but they're they're less Batman movies than they are crime movies. Yeah. Batman Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman movie of all time and are either number one or number two best superhero films of all time. And if you want to have this debate, buy all of these movies at deepdiscount.com. Watch them for yourself. And then you can debate with your friends whether animated superhero movies are as good as live action CGI superhero movies. How much fun could you be having right now? Your entire Reddit's going to be like, where did that come from? And also... (laughs) Who's this asshole who thinks Batman Mask of the Phantasm is better than Dark Knight? Oh, I'm going to start that thread myself. Who the fuck is this asshole? What's wrong with this guy? Um, So anyway, go to deepdiscount.com. You can purchase movies, video games, toys, all sorts of things at deep discounted prices. And as we always like to say to our friends over at Deep Discount, thank you, you, Deep Deep Discount. Discount. Nailed it. All right, moving on. We got some other fun things to talk about. And last week, we had a lot to talk about with Seamus McKillian. And because of that, we didn't get a chance to talk about one of my good buddies. Opie Radio. I listened to episode number 92 of Opie Radio, and it's him and Carl Ruiz in the Westwood One studios just shooting the shit for an hour and 20 minutes. Adam, I forget. Are you familiar with Opie at all? So in Louisiana, we briefly got O&A, but it was before they got good when they would have all those amazing comedians on. Yeah. It was back when they were just two kind of regular shock jocks, and they never quite caught on. Stern okay. never did either. Okay. Did you come up with that bumper, or is that the actual Opie Radio like intro? I pulled things from the Opie Radio intro and also some other clips and pieced it together. Oh, okay. All right, because it sounds like shit. And I was like, ah, Opie <laughs> wouldn't really have that, would he? That's not, that's not the real intro to his show, is it? Well, now the intro to his show, because it, it used to be that guy Joey going, it's the Opie Radio Podcast, or whatever the fuck. Now, it's Opie going, ba 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 and they put, like, reverb on it or delay, and it's, it's I, don't, I don't understand what they're going for. I don't know where they think they're going to be a year from now, what they want to be when they grow up. This, the show seems to be devolving. It's a little surprising at how bad it is. I want to start off our Opie segment by playing a quick clip from the Anthony Cumia show from this past Monday. Dave Landau, the co-host of the show, is talking about how a friend of his passed over the weekend, which is very sad. And there is a joke or two made here that cracked me up. A friend of mine passed, unfortunately. So oh, no. Rest in peace, my friend. Hopefully this oh, is no. weekend. Now, you're at an age where you shouldn't have uh, friends really doing that. Yet so many have. And uh, I can only guess it's because of uh, the thing that's uh, claiming a lot of uh, people falling asleep while listening to a Westwood One podcast. That's correct. He uh, veered out of... <laughs> Leave it alone. Leave it alone. He veered into oncoming traffic. Oh, it's a shame. And, uh, yeah, he crashed into a restaurant where somebody was recording. (laughs) 
Uh, it's always good to hear that they like to slip in a few jokes about Opie's terrible show from time to time. I want to talk about, we were mentioning that Danny's stand-up was about a tweet that he put out, and he had this whole minute and a half long bit about that. Opie, this is right after St. Patrick's Day. Opie put out a tweet, and he needs a compliment for this tweet from Carl Ruiz. Now, Carl Ruiz is a chef, so when Opie has a hot take on food, he needs vindication from his buddy Carl. So is uh, so uh, did he like my corned beef and hash thing or what? what? What's your problem with corned beef? Oh no, not corned beef and hash. Corned beef and cabbage. What, what's your problem with? Well, I, I saw said you on, on Twitter, Twitter like the I was cocky, and then you approved me, and then you disapproved me. Well, Why did you, you being... disapprove me? This is a crazy back and forth. Between Opie and his co-host. I put out this tweet and you liked it. And then you said you didn't like it. Like, what? what's up with that, brah? You don't like my tweet anymore? So this is Opie explaining what his tweet was. And get ready for hilarity. If you put out this tweet, you would also want to repeat it on your podcast for everyone to know about it. No you... one actually likes corned beef and cabbage. We make believe it every St. Patty's Day. Because if we liked it, we'd be eating it all year long. I learned this stuff from you, Car Ruiz. <laughs> That's a hot take right there. You know this thing that we eat during this holiday? Oh, it's actually not that good. And you know how I know that? Because we don't eat it the rest of the year. Everything Opie says comes off like he's almost clinically insecure. Oh. Like he has some sort of disorder. Like, uh, you didn't you didn't respond to my tweet, man. Like, are you fucking eight? He's so insecure. And there Carl throws in something here, and I don't know if he meant this on purpose or not. But they're talking about other people on Twitter, and Carl points out people's insecurities. Some asshole on Twitter goes, Oh, you actually lose because it's corned beef and cabbage, not corn beef and cabbage. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I kind of laughed. People are so insecure. <laughs> are they? Are they? Yes. People are so insecure. And then Opie's talking about another tweet that he put out. And he wants to know if he can get Carl's stamp of approval on that one. He needs it really bad. Did I blow it with my um, my cabbage fun fact? About the swollen breast? That's when I approved you because it was just like, <laughs> talking about titties? Approved. <laughs> Carl, you and I have both been on Twitter. Yeah. To some degree or another. I actually yeah. had to get off eventually. Is there anything sadder than a man in, what, his 50s talking about his tweets Oh, and what got responded to on the radio? There is nothing sadder than this. When he was explaining that he put out a tweet, and I didn't clip all of this because this segment went on for a long time, but he goes, and I was waiting for you to respond, Carl. I, I, I didn't know if you were going to be on the same page as me or not. And then you didn't respond to that, and so I put out another tweet, but then you did respond to that tweet, but then you didn't respond to my other tweet, and I wasn't sure if you were. I was like, Opie, this is not healthy. I can't believe this is the way you live your life. Uh, it's so sad. Here's the thing. If, if you're a professional person in the entertainment industry, yeah. if you put out a tweet and there starts some sort of controversy and somebody starts like a hilarious fight with you where they, they, you know, they're inept or they, they're ignorant or whatever it is, and you want to talk about it, fine, fair enough. If you're on stage or on the radio, internet, whatever – and you're just talking about like, oh, you know, like I put out this tweet this morning. It was really interesting. Or I took a picture of my food like you need to fucking stop. Yes. 
Like it's it's it, it's it's mundane. It's not interesting. No one's no one wants to hear a conversation about your tweets. Oh, and this conversation goes on and on. This is Opie about ten minutes later, still talking about this tweet. But anyway, um, as I was waiting for you to approve my my corned beef thing, then it's not as great as people think. No one's eating it today, the day after St. Patty's Day, as we record A this podcast. A lot of people are eating. Oh yeah, because it's leftovers. You're right. <laughs> Opie. I want to know what Opie's hot take is on eggnog. You got something on that, Ope? Jesus fucking Christ. This dude is fucking corny. Let's talk about Carl Ruiz decides to explain to Opie why corned beef exists on St. Patrick's Day. This is ridiculous because it gets very real for some reason. And they even decide to put in some post-production in this. Corned beef has, um, has a long history with Ireland, but it's not what you think. Yeah. Um, in the 1700s, um, that part of Europe learned how to industrialize meat production. And the reason they call it corned beef is because back then the uh, nitrates and the salts that they used to use to cure the meat was looked like corn. Right. That's why they called it corned beef. Wow. That's fascinating. Please go on. I really liked the amazing sound design of that segment that they just put together. That was a callback to uh, Talking Simpsons. Anyway. Uh, did you did you just quote one of the clips that you use regularly? Yes, I did. I should, maybe maybe <laughs> I'll paste that in on top of me in post. Um, I have a question. So yeah. you listen to, to ONA radio pretty, or not, it's not ONA, uh, OP radio yeah. all the time. More than I'd like to, yes. I got the impression this guy, Carl Ruiz, is a fairly reasonable person. He seems to have a friendly chat with you, even though you shit all over him. Yep. Um, what do you think is in this for Carl? Like, is he just bored? Is he that loyal to Opie that he, like, cause he has a, he has a career, right? Like, isn't yes. he like a, a well, a pretty, pretty well-to-do chef? Yeah. He's on the food network. He he's on television regularly. I'm sure he makes very good money from that. I think, I know he's owned restaurants in the past. I think he's opening a restaurant now. I, I don't know if he has loyalty to Opie cause Opie was the one who started putting him on Sirius XM and getting his name out there in the comedy community. But that's a great question, man. I'd, I'd love to talk to Carl at some point after he's decided that Opie's the worst person he's ever worked with and have that conversation to find out what the dealio is. I think Anthony had the same thing, where Anthony was this blue-collar guy. Opie gave him his start in radio, and he was just grateful for many, many years until he got to the point where he's just like, fuck, this guy can't take it. Carl will go through that same story arc, I'm sure, at some well, point. Well, technically, that didn't even happen. Like, Anthony got fired from Sirius, and Opie just let him go, like, didn't didn't fight for him. That's true. That's true. Anthony would have hung on until the bitter end. You're right. That's a good point. Although they did have their issues. This is Opie talking about, again, elaborating on his tweet that had a lot of controversy around it. He's very proud of himself. I'm talking about the engorged breasts when they're lactating. It's an, it's, it's, it, that is really hot to see. And I want to point out that I got this quick ISO from this episode of Opie saying this. I'm not, I'm not a psycho. And if you have to say that in that inflection with that voice, chances are you're not correct. I'm not, I'm not a psycho. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Is that the mom from Throw Mom Off the Train? <laughs> I think so. I'm not a from psycho. All right, this is 
an example of Opie and Carl have been doing this show for a long time. They're on SiriusXM for years. This is episode 92 of Opie Radio. So you know they're going to have great chemistry at this point. But anyway, we'll do that on a, on a future episode. But it was but, awesome, man. I, but, I mean, I had a good time. You know what's great about, no, not me, great let, about fighting, but go ahead. Well, I, what I was going to no, go ahead. You go. No, so I was saying what's what's cool about fighting is is um, Adam. This is the second time we've ever had a conversation. We're not even in the same state, and somehow we have better chemistry than these two assholes. That's terrible. All right. The other thing that Opie does on this show that I found fascinating, and I, I have a little bit of a package here that I want to get into, is Opie is teasing what's coming up in the podcast. And it's nonstop. This is the this is the thing we're going to do later on in the show, and it starts with this tease. We're gonna get we're gonna get uh, one Ruizing by the end of this podcast. What do you mean? Uh, we got a couple things that uh, you're gonna tell us that are, are one is a good thing and one is a bad thing. How about oh, that for I a like little tease? This. I like this. at the end of the fucking podcast. All right. So Opie says at the end of the podcast, we're gonna get into some Ruizing, and it's named after Carl Ruiz, and he goes, "What does that mean?" So we're gonna we're gonna do one good thing and one bad thing, and Carl goes, "Okay, that that's cool." It's a thirty-three minute mark. He teases this once again. He's teasing what's coming up in the show. Hey, I, I want to talk about Beto uh, to keep it fair because I loved your observation. But give me a second. And we're supposed to do Yelp reviews today, but I'm, we're already. I don't know if we're going to get to Yelp reviews, but we we're going to try. We'll tease. And then we're going to do uh, Carl's uh, Ruizing thing. We're going to one that's approved and one that's uh, disapproved. Uh, right. That one that's uh, rejected. I like it. Okay, but I, I'm. We're going to do the the reads finally in show. All right. So there's a couple of things going on here. So he's teasing this conversation they're going to have. He goes back to the Ruizing things. He's also talking about this new segment they're going to do, this new bit called Yelp Reviews. And they talk about this quite a bit. We did a podcast review months ago. It was called Worst Meatball Sandwich Ever. And what these guys did, I thought the premise was great. They read people's Yelp reviews and made fun of them. I mean, they could have done a better job. The execution sucked because they just made silly voices. But... It's a great premise. People write ridiculous things on Yelp to the point you're like, really, dude, what did you what did you expect? You're at a Burger King. And you know, it's it's gonna be a shitty hamburger. I don't know what to tell you. So Opie's very excited about this segment. This is gonna be this big thing that they're gonna do. To the point where at the 40 minute mark, he teases it yet again. But anyway, you wanna do Yelp reviews? How much time we got? Why, you wanna do something else? No, we'll do whatever you want. Well, uh, we teased the Yelp reviews, remember? Okay. Uh, with the mellow yellow and all that? Oh, that was fun. Okay, so now now we're 40 minutes into the show. He's like, hey, you want to do the Yelp reviews thing? He's like, uh, oh, that was fun. That was fun, yeah. We got to do this Yelp reviews thing. So now I'm going to play, this is near the end of the show, and they never got around to talking about Yelp reviews. We're not going to do better than that. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to do. We are going to promise you that we're going to do really bad Yelp reviews on the next episode of the Opie Radio Podcast with Carl Ruiz. Okay? We're getting organized. We're going to go right into Yelp reviews. You'll see. And also, we're going to do maybe not a a feature, but but it made sense today uh, where uh, we're going to do one approved Ruizing. Perfect. And one uh, rejected Ruizing. Perfect. All right? You want to give people an example? Uh, No. We'll just do it on the next podcast. (laughs) So, they never got to the Ruizing. They never got to the Yelp reviews. It was the shit that he was teasing the entire episode. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. They never do it. 
And then at the very end, they go, okay, we'll do it next episode. We'll, we'll talk about the Yelp reviews. We'll do the Ruizing. And Carol goes, yeah, so what's an example of this Ruizing thing? Oh, he's like, ah, whatever. Well, we'll do it. We'll do it next. Episode. Okay, fair enough. And then later on, they tease it yet again. Okay, so on the next uh, episode, we're, we're going to go right into bad Yelp reviews. Let's do that. Got and, it. The, and the Ruizing thing, okay? Anything you want to promote? Nope. <laughs> I don't understand what he thinks he's teasing here as if it's this amazing segment. We're going to read shitty Yelp reviews. Then do it. I don't care either way. But teasing it, it Howard Stern just wrote a book and it's coming out in May. And now every fucking second of the Howard Stern show is him talking about how his book is going to come out. It's this fucking long tease of, I got this crazy thing that I'm going to say in my book and you're going to find out about all this shit. That's so fucking annoying. But at least it's a book. Opie is doing this with a fucking bit that they haven't even done yet. We're going to do bad Yelp reviews. Then just do it. How long are we going to fucking tease this for? I, uh... I like the idea that in Opie's mind, he's got like this captive audience of like, you know, five people <laughs> yeah. who are just like, fuck Opie, man, dude, we were, I was so excited for the Yelp reviews. And you just like, dude, I mean, you kept talking about, it. you're like, man, they're going to get do their, they're going to do it. They're going to do it right. Oh, dude, he's going to do Yelp reviews. Oh man, he's not doing it until next episode, dude, you killed me. Oh man, I was fucking sitting there. I, I, I missed my kid's recital. I was sitting in the car waiting for the Yelp review segment. You didn't even get to it. Damn it. It's all I live for. Carl, last night I was fucking my girlfriend and I couldn't fucking concentrate on fucking her because I was thinking like, what is Ruizing? What is Ruizing? <laughs> so wait, there's going to be one good Ruizing and one bad Ruizing? What? I got to know what this is. The thing that trips me out is if like, and you know, I talked earlier about artists being self-aware. If Opie yeah. was self-aware, this would actually be an amazing thing to do for episodes is just... Just like if he was purposely <laughs> just teasing shit that he never got to just to fuck with his audience, that would actually be, you couldn't do it forever, but it would be a brilliant comedy bit. There's a lot of things that Opie does by mistake that if he did them on purpose could be funny. I agree with you on that. If he was a smarter person who was aware of what they were doing, he could take advantage of the audience that he once had and turn it into a funny show. I have a great clip on here where Opie says something and then reacts to it and then immediately regrets it. I've used this word a few times, but not in the way that Opie has. We have supported those people. Right. I say those people because I don't know what word you're allowed to use these days. Uh, Special needs, is that good? I think that's... Handy, uh, capable-ish. What's, what's the real term? I don't even know. I call them second gear because they can get out of second gear. Because <laughs> I come from the world, we just call them retarded. <laughs> I'm out. No, I'm not laughing. I'm not... I'm yes, la you are laughing. No, I'm laughing at the stupidity right, of where yeah. we came from and where we are today. So did you hear that Opie's immediately trying to backpedal? He embarrassed himself right there. Because he just called mentally handicapped people retarded. And then he gets into backpedaling mode. We're, we're, and I hope people understand what I was just, the point I was making. And oh, yeah, 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 the point you were making, it, right. I find it ridiculous how much change has gone on in my life. And most of it I, I agree with, to be honest with you. Right. But we we came from a fucking dark, evil place with this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's like, I mean, I can't believe... That people would talk like that. I would never talk like that. I was just saying it to, to let everybody know how terrible that is to use that word. That's, that's not me saying that. 
So then because they're talking about this, Carl thinks up a story that uh, goes back to his days of owning a restaurant and dealing with uh, the people building the restaurant and then the inspectors coming in. And he has this anecdote. One of the, the building inspectors from the city, she comes and uh, we're looking at the handicap access <laughs> and there's Frank. Frank goes, who is this fucking inspector? I got it. I said, Frank, I got it. He goes, you're a chef. What are you going to hit him with a French fry? I got it. So he goes up there and goes, yeah, the, we, you want to check the grade on this, uh, on the ramp for the jelly legs? <laughs> I go, oh, my God. So he calls people who are unable to walk jelly legs in that bit. And I got to tell you that um, I didn't find that funny at all. I disown even enjoying anything that has to do with saying things like that. Very offensive. Here's the thing about comedy. You can go as dark as you want, but it better be fucking funny. Mm -hmm. Like jelly legs. Is that really? So they just got themselves into this very awkward conversation that they couldn't get themselves out of because they were saying things that they knew they shouldn't be saying. And then they were also reacting in a positive way to those things. And then trying to backtrack and say that they weren't reacting in that way. And it wasn't funny. And it was interesting to listen to. You would think that Opie would be better at this at this point because he was a shock jock for a couple of decades on the radio. And he'll even tell you that he was the best. And, <laughs> and I went to a SUNY school and I beat out everybody that went to all the big name right. schools uh, like uh, uh, Boston University was a biggie and Syracuse was a biggie. And I think Temple down there in Pennsylvania, a biggie in the broadcasting field. I fucking uh, was better than all of them. So I didn't need a, a, a parent that was trying to get me into one of these prestigious schools. I, I did it on my own, bitches. <laughs> I, love, I love cocky Opie. He says, I didn't need any of that shit. I did it all on my own. Well, except for the fact that you've admitted that you copied Brother Wheeze, and that's your entire radio personality, is copying the same shtick that Brother Wheeze did. So, well, except for that part, you did it all on your own, Opie. Great job. Very impressive. Yeah, I uh, going just a second back, like what you were saying, like him apologizing. That's the other thing is if you're going to do our dark humor. Yeah, there's nothing less funny than somebody like, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feel, you know, I mean, like, you got to go all guy. in. Right. You got to go. Guy. You can't have it both ways. You have to if you're going to do humor, you got to commit to your jokes. You can't it's say like the, you can't say the shock jock thing and then also pull it back immediately. It's one or the other. I do love that uh, Opie explains they're talking about this whole controversy over the celebrities buying their kids way into Ivy League schools. And Opie has his angle on it. I love just trying to find the funny in the stuff. Does he? I'm glad that he enjoys it because it hasn't happened yet. But he's still looking for the funny in this stuff. This is, as they're talking about these celebrities who feel they're so entitled, they deserve all this stuff. Opie says this, which is unbelievable. When I see the entitled people, I never go through my life thinking I'm entitled. Trust me on that. Right. So Opie's a multimillionaire. He lives in a huge apartment on the Upper West Side of Manhattan in this really nice neighborhood. And he says, I don't, I'm not that way. I'm not entitled. His kids go to private school, whatever. I'm not an entitled. I, I'm not like that. Let's go back in time. 
If you remember last summer, I was playing Opie Radio. He was at a podcast convention in Philadelphia. And they were on the floor of this podcast convention. And Opie was a little upset that people didn't recognize that he was the big star there. Oh, why? Why? Yeah, of course. Take a picture of her. We're the big stars here, ma'am. Do you realize that? Turn around. Look. Excuse me. Take a picture of us. You want a photo? Yeah. Thank you. We're big stars. Sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you. So remember, Anna, that Opie is not entitled. He went to a podcasting convention with his peers and just wanted to blend in with the rest of them and just be one of the guys. This guy is so entitled. He thinks Joe Rogan owes him phone calls. Thank you. I should have pulled that example. He's like, I don't go through life entitled. Meanwhile, he's putting up YouTube videos. Joe, what's up, man? He didn't get back to me. Joe Rogan doesn't want anything to do with you, Opie. He's a much bigger celebrity than you are, you idiot. Again, from that same podcast convention. Holy, now stuff. they're doing shout-outs. That's great. <laughs> I don't know why my podcast isn't taking off. What do you mean taking off? Oh, you, a thousand no. followers. You're good. <laughs> right. I just simply don't understand. This is a giant participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one of these podcasters turn anything on. What, what are you doing here? <laughs> All right. Well, one more thing that I want to play. At the very end of the show, they're talking about their pod squad. And this is their new Facebook group. And the pod squad, what's great about this, Adam, is that they keep things positive. These are all fans of Opie's and Carl. And they just enjoy the show and enjoy each other. Just have a rip-roaring good time. So they're all in on this pod squad. I'm following the pod squad now. Get on the pod squad on Facebook. and uh, We're having a good time there, man. People are. I'm starting to respond and stuff. Yeah, it's fun in there. We're, we're keeping it light and easy. You can do all that hate and negativity everywhere else. Just go with it and have fun with us. What's That's with all the haters? What do they hate? What do they hate? I hating? don't know at this point. They don't know what we hate. And did I do a good enough job outlining that today? Did I explain that all right? Can we make a rule that if you're over 40 and you're not, like, a rapper, <laughs> you should probably shouldn't be rhyming things? The pod squad? The really? pod that was, squad. That was the best. The, the, that was the best that the great Opie could come up with, the pod squad. It's so sad. It's so sad what these guys are up to. Oh, why can't we just keep it positive and just have fun? Opie, you spent your entire career stomping on homeless people's cakes. Are you fucking crazy? You know what the show should actually be? This should be a mockumentary TV show about a disc jockey down on his luck, slowly descending into madness and alcoholism. Well, I don't know why it isn't. I mean, I'd watch this. If it was like on VH1, if this was a behind <laughs> the music, this would be amazing. Like just playing clips of him teasing things and jerking off to the, the pod squad on Twitter. Judd Apatow, if you are listening, I know that you are. This could be your next HBO hit. Let's just follow Opie around all day long and watch him descend into madness and just splice in clips of him being one of the biggest radio hosts in the world in between what he's doing now, trying to organize live shows at Gebhard's or whatever the fuck he's doing. And since we know Opie listens to this, there's a good chance that like within the week, he's going to be making calls to make this happen. Yes. Judd, let's do it, baby. Let's get it out of the air. I, I will be happy to be a producer. I don't have to be an executive producer. I'll just I'll be happy to be a producer of it. I just want to be at the premiere. I won't, I, I won't <laughs> sue. All right. Let's move on from Opie. 
couple things I want to talk about. Let's start with the cringe of the week. The cringe of the week comes to us this week from our buddy Jody B over at the Po' Boys podcast. This is a podcast called the Conversation X podcast. They talk about the 90s. So I guess these are Gen Xers who are talking about the 90s. And for whatever reason, they are spending their time on this particular episode doing nothing but eating and drinking. They sound like they're maybe sucking down soup without a spoon. This is disgusting. Are already swollen. You got to think about it like this. It's like eating a steak. I mean, it really is. It's very filling, but it is. Think about it. It's like, I mean, just really going for it. But they taste so good, I can drink them fast oh, enough to so get three or four of them. That's I'm good on one, and then I need... That's hot. I'm probably going to have a little heartburn. This 40 ounces yes. of water right here. I got 16 ounces of water. Mm. I mean, that is... <laughs> it's like they fucking broke every rule I've talked about within 23 seconds. How do they even pull that off? Wait, is that in post or is that actually happening? <laughs> that's all. That all really happened on the show. They're I mean, opening the guy cans that's in the background, like whispering slowly, like, "Oh, that's hot." Like, is he jerking off? <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Like, it's... if you just isolated the different tracks, like those are completely different <laughs> emotional states. It's terrible to listen to. It's not a good podcast, ladies and gents. Not good. Um, so that's the the cringe of the week. Thanks to Jody B. Jody B. And also John John also sent in some suggestions from other Seamus podcasts that I'd love to play and get into. We, I, I can't devote that much time to him, but I do want to talk about his recent tweets. So Seamus blocked Carl, me on. Yeah, Carl, you're you're above the age of of thirty five, and you're gonna. Talk about your tweets. Not my oh, tweets. Well, somebody's tweets. <laughs> Come you on. Know. This is this is fascinating. Everyone wants to know about this because this guy, Seamus. But uh, Carl, yeah. you know, <laughs> Opie says things like everybody wants to know about this. <laughs> the reason why I'm talking about his tweets is because this was brought to my attention. Seamus is well aware that we've been making fun of his podcast and his stand-up and, and everything else. He blocked me on Twitter, even though I don't even follow him. I've never looked at his Twitter account. But uh, these are the latest tweets that came in. Keep talking about my shows and leaving unintelligent, shitty reviews, but you'll always be the B team with a, a crying emoji. And he's got hashtags like 10,000 downloads is a hashtag. I can't believe he's leaning in so hard on 10,000 downloads over a year's time. It's really not impressive. He's got Maybe a... Seamus is like the Banksy of the podcasting world. Oh, you think this is all uh, an art piece? Fuck no, but it would be awesome if it was. He's got the hashtag we the best, hashtag boss, hashtag legion of indie pods. On the next tweet, he says... Elmer Fudd from Phoenix is exactly what they sound like. Disgusting inside and out. Hashtag great review. Hashtag idiots. Hashtag Hulk smash. And then uh, there's this one. If you've mentioned Seamus, Chewed Gum, Todd, Patrick, or anything else related to me, I thank you for caring so much. I never realized how important I was in your lives. Thank you. Hashtag dumb. Agreed. I, I don't know. I, I, I actually uh, have grown to appreciate Seamus. I don't even I'm not even on Twitter anymore. Yeah. And frankly, I was a little pissed at you for doing that segment last week because I have to follow that shit up 
<laughs> the uh, the segment where we reviewed his uh, stand up. That was amazing. And by the way, I'm not going to say what it is on on this show. I'll I'll pull a Opie and tease it. Yeah. But that gave me an amazing idea for a show involving stand ups. Oh. All right. We're, we're, when are we going to find out about this? Next week's episode? It, I mean, it was an Opie thing, so you'll never find out. <laughs> right. Uh, this is the last one that I'm going to read. He says, is it weird how much I hate the name Kevin? I've never met a Kevin or Carl that I enjoyed as a person. Seem to be pretty greasy dudes. Makes sense. Hashtag who is Kevin? Hashtag funny. So this guy, I don't know what he knows about us. He thinks Kevin's still a co-host, which is not accurate. He thinks Carl is a greasy person, which is semi-accurate. But it's just nice to know that Seamus is very excited that he's getting so much attention from us in the podcast world. That was a, a fun episode last week. I was really excited. I listened to his stand-up a couple times through, and I just thought oh, I could listen to this whole thing on the show and break down every joke. And then Crows and Doug bringing in his music career shit. It's like, whoa, I had no idea this was going on. I also got shit from people for me thinking that his screamo stuff was even close to decent. I got an email from a guy who sings in bands who said that he used reverb, which is cheating. And I forget someone else gave me shit somewhere. Oh, fuck off. You fucking metal. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, deal with metal people all the time. And Hey man, that's fine. It's your, it's your, it's your deal, man. But metal people are such fucking nerds about their bullshit. <laughs> like, you know what? I thought it sounded like fucking like decent metal too. Well, I think the thing that threw me for a loop was how bad the rap stuff was. And then I heard that and I said, well, that sounds like I wouldn't know this guy was doing it. And I'm still not sure that he was because it didn't seem right. I didn't think it was good. I wasn't impressed. I was just surprised that Seamus McKillian, the guy who sucks at everything he tries, seemed like he was pulling that off to a point where it would fool me. So that was the only point I was trying to make. Uh, all right. We've done a lot here today, Adam. I'm glad you didn't have any clips because holy fuck, I got other things to do today. Well, like I said, there was, we would have just gotten the same shit. I think so. I think we made our points, right? It was pretty, you know, we had done, uh, the fucking Dax Shepard one last time. And it was, that was a lot of sparse clips. Whereas right. brighter side was pretty front loaded. There was a lot to get into with only like 20 minutes of the, the episode. Yeah, and I'm glad that you picked up on that because when we played those bits in our last podcast episode, I recognized right away, like, this podcast is very reviewable sounding. And I don't think I would have revisited it if you hadn't reached out and said, we should do this. I'm glad you did because that show is a shit show. It is terrible. But hey, man, like, look, whatever, whatever the fuck, what is the guy's name again? Ed Larson. Hey, Ed, look, if you can make it happen, I'm happy to to give it a second shot but this as it is great premise actually you'll never do it never mind no it's terrible and stop stop podcasting it's it's bad at and, the very least cut out the hoppa nuga do <laughs> bullshit <laughs> well you know what uh what time it is right now and it's everybody's favorite part of the show it's the teaserino the oh i thought it was time to fuck the teaser this is the part of the show where we play a clip from the podcast that we'll be reviewing next week on WATP. 
Next week, we'll be back with a brand new episode. And we'll be talking about a very popular podcast. This will be something that people might not want to tweet publicly on Twitter. <laughs> True. Okay. Yeah. Here's my question. What's the question? When you guys jacked off for the first time, I don't, I don't want to know how old you were. Yeah, I don't want to hear it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually do When you well. jacked off for the first time, were you shooting blanks or was there semen right from the get go? I was leaking. I was blanks. Do you know what this is, Adam? No. This is a podcast called The Misfits Podcast. Episode 31, School is Cringe from March 3rd, 2019. This is a huge show. I guess there's five or six YouTubers who got together and started this podcast. I've listened to a few minutes of it. I'm not sure what to make of it just yet. Is it as awful as it sounds from that teaser? I would imagine. But it's very popular. People seem to like it. And this suggestion came in from our buddy Kaya from the official podcast. Kaya will be back on the show next week and we'll be breaking down the Misfits podcast. Wait, isn't isn't his show the same premise? It's a bunch of YouTubers <laughs> who got together. So I think maybe he's jealous. I think it's the problem. Like, why aren't we the YouTubers that everybody's listening to? Why are they listening to these YouTubers? You know, it's interesting, though, like how different the top 10 in comedy is from where it was like even five years ago. Yeah. There's a lot of shows that you're like, who the fuck is this in the top 10? And there's certain ones like the the, the English people. My dad is a porno or whatever the fuck yeah. it is. They're, they're, like it's a premise that you're like, oh, I understand. But there's just a lot of random shows from these shitty H- SJW improvers or – hot chicks who think like just because people look at their tits and laugh, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, but it used to be like a, a Adam Carolla sucks now, but it used to be people like him that you at least knew who they were. The depressing part. And you just said it is call her daddy is up there with Joe Rogan. I was like Joe Rogan and then call her daddy. And then Dak Shepard. It's like the top three. But like, what the fuck is going on? A, that is not a comedy podcast. I don't know why it's categorized as such. And B, that's a sad statement for America, that that's what people are listening to in the U.S. Are these two eights talking about swallowing jizz? Fucking A, guys. Come on. Hey, hey, Carl, you know, I discovered this great thing called Pornhub, where if I want to see hot chicks right. swallow jizz, and I can actually watch it. I'm not just listening to them tell stories about all the loads they've swallowed. I can actually see it. It's amazing. Dude, you should check it out. Uh, I did. You just reminded me of a review. I haven't read reviews recently. There have been a bunch that are kind of backlogged. I'll get to them. But there's one that I want to read from Allison818 on March 11th. And she said, I literally stopped listening to two podcasts, Adam Carolla and Hollywood Handbook, because of this show. I came for the intrigue and stayed for the Opie. And I have to say, I, I love that somebody wrote that. Doug made the point. If we review a podcast on this show, it's not going to stop people from listening to it. People are fans of the shows that they're fans of. But it happened to me, too. I stopped listening to Adam Carolla after Croge and I did that show. I went, yeah, this does suck. I am going to stop listening to this. And I'm very happy to hear that we stopped at least one person from listening to Hollywood Handbook. Because that show is hot garbage. It's the exact category that you were just talking about. These young Zoomers trying to do this shitty improv nonsense that's not funny or ironic or interesting in any way. It's just a bit that's going on way too long. Absolutely. There's my rant on that. All right, well, 
Adam, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Anything that you want to plug, my friend? Eh, I don't know. I, I've got one episode of one of my YouTubes up. Uh, it's it's called uh, Voyager of the Damned, which is uh, I've only done one episode so far, but it's basically me reviewing Star Trek Voyager and explaining why it's an amazing premise that turned into a shit show. Okay. Do you play clips from the actual show on your YouTube video? No, it's okay. just it's one of the, it's kind of like uh, fuck. What is it called? The the Jason Manzuka show. Um, fuck. Uh, how did this get made? Yes. Where like, look, I, I I don't I don't have that kind of editing skill. Go watch the episode. If you, <laughs> okay. If, if you can sit through an entire episode of of uh, Star Trek Voyager, I most certainly cannot, sir. But that sounds awesome. I encourage everyone to go check that out. Thank you so much for your time. I'm sorry that we had issues with getting clips pulled and transferred and all those things. And I'm sorry that your audio sounded like shit today because you're at work. But we'll get this figured out one of these days. <laughs> and that, that's almost like you're, you're waiting for me to actually give those apologies. <laughs> well, since you didn't, somebody's got to do it. So please <laughs> well, thank you for having me, Carl. join us again next week because it might be the best time when we find out once and for all. Who are these podcasts? Sleep well, everypony. Starting in the mush pits of morning radio. Masturbate. <sighs> mm. Okay. Great show. Good job, everybody. Don't Great job, say everyone. Shit You know all about this shit. shit. Bullshit. Your wife had vagina stitches in her. That's wrong. Fucking thing sucks. Who fucking cares? It doesn't make any sense, Rick. You know, who don't are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense. Welcome to the after show of Who Are These Podcasts? The wrap up show, if you will. Second half of show as some Is this call a real it. thing? Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna run through some voicemails. That's cool. I've it's amazing to me. People tweet at me and say, I saw on the show description that you have voicemails. I'm not going to listen to that show. People fucking hate the voicemail segment. So we bury it. We bury it at the end. A lot of people probably think, oh, the show's over. I'm hearing a music bad. It's, it's probably all done. And if you fell asleep and you're waking back up again, good news, we have more show. And it's a much shorter segment than it was last week. <laughs> I promise you that. Does your audience not know that they can skip ahead? I, I don't know. It, that's what's so weird to me. They hate the voicemail segment so much that they say, I'm not going to listen to all the other parts that I like because at some point I might have to pause it or switch to a different show because you do voicemails. Like, guys, it's not that hard. We maybe, can figure this maybe out. people are mad because they don't eat ass. I think that's the problem. They don't want to have to answer that question and answer to that question. Do you eat ass? Like, I don't the want answer to answer is I do that. not. You do not? No, in Not fact, I've gotten either? shit from it because I have uh, have some younger friends, and apparently, if you're not eating ass, you got to step your game up. Apparently, you, everybody's yeah. eating ass, and I'm sorry, shit comes out of there. 
Like, I'll stick a finger up my own ass if I'm feeling squirrely, but that's <laughs> never a tongue. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's a butthole we should ask people. Do you finger your own ass when you're feeling squirrely? Answer the question. Answer me. All right, I have some uh, some clips to get through here. And since we're talking about butthole weeb, we might as well start there. This guy is not a fan. Hey, it's Daniel. I left the no substance voicemail last week suggesting your favorite band sucks. I figured I'd leave another no substance voicemail this week for you guys. I might not be able to pronounce controversy, but at least I can say exactly correctly. I also want to hop on the anti-butthole weeb bandwagon. I'll honestly admit to watching anime, but if you build your entire personality around a hobby like that, you really need to get a life. I have to stick up for butthole weeb on this. So I know that his personality is based on watching anime, but it's not, it's not just that. It's also asking people if they eat ass. Yeah, I was going to say. There's a lot of layers pretty- there. If you, if you got to pick just two things and those are your things, eating ass and well, I guess it's not even eating ass. It's just asking people about eating ass and uh and Naruto. That's that, that's not bad. He doesn't even eat ass. He is against it, but he wants to know if other people do. And I kind of do too now. I never wanted to know that, and now all of a sudden I meet somebody for the first time and I'm like. I know this is inappropriate to ask at this point, especially since this is a very important business meeting that we're in, but do you eat ass? Turns I might out, actually steal that from him and just do that myself. <laughs> turns out it's not an appropriate question. So I was talking about how somebody uh, wrote me an email explaining how Seamus' Screamo stuff sucked. This is a voicemail that also agrees with that premise. Yo, this is Nick from Oklahoma. I don't have any weird names like... Uh butthole wheat and boomer guy but uh hey you know you were really a fan of that Seamus uh deathcore kind of sound he did that's a pretty embarrassing bro (laughs) i'm getting shamed i'm gonna stop you right there because you know how i know this is a fucking metal nerd because he specifically outlined that it was deathcore yeah i've never even heard of deathcore and i have a lot of friends who listen to metal and you wouldn't unless you got into it. But there's like three thousand subgenres of yes. metal. Yeah, no, and it don't. It's only noticeable if you actually really love metal. Nothing against it, but there there can't be that many subgenres of any type of music, no matter what it is. There the, just can't. The problem with having that many subgenres, and, and I'm a musician, so this pisses me off, is there's all these rules that are placed on it. It's like, well, we're the type of metal band that has double kick drums, but we have a growl singer and not a scream singer, and we only do palm-muted downstroking, so therefore we do this style. It's like, what the fuck? Why not just write songs that are good? Why does it have to be within these all these parameters in order to make it a specific subgenre? Anyway, let's move on. This is a uh, Seamus McKillian himself called us. This is very exciting. What? Seamus. How dare you, Carl? It's me, Seamus McKillian. Don't make fun of me, stand up. And don't make fun of me, 100 downloads. Goodbye. (laughs) Don't make fun of me, stand up. I think that really was the real Seamus. Carl. I fell for that. I actually thought that was Seamus. For like a quarter of a second. <laughs> I think that was. I think that was the real Seamus McGillian. We also had Deepak Chopra call into the show. Let's play that. 
Hey, Carl, this is Deepak Chopra, and this is how I talk. Just calling in, uh, you know, you had me on your, your show once before, <laughs> uh, when I was on the Ron Burgundy podcast, and, you know, you kind of took the piss out of me, and, you know, I was all right. I wasn't going to call in a motherfucker over that. I mean, I am a highly spiritual uh, motherfucker over here, but then you started talking about the Indian culture on your most recent episode and how the Simpsons were totally fine in being satirical, and, you know, I just thought that was a really shitty thing to do. You know, I was over here meditating shit, and I just thought, I should call up and, you know, let Carl know to stop being such a dick. But, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. Uh, wait, 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 which is it? <laughs> All right, I guess I've learned my lesson, Deepak. I, I, I took something away from that. That that bit where he says, that I'm, this is Deepak Chopra, and this is how I talk. Yes. Made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> partially because I once heard uh, on a podcast of famous uh impressionists say like he he talked to dana carvey and asked him man how do you do like such amazing impressions and he says well i don't i just tell them what i'm doing and it takes them half the way there it's true and it's true guy, if you listen to dana carvey I want to do his deepak show for there i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna start doing that myself if you listen to dana carvey it doesn't sound anything like george bush senior it's not even close but he tells you that's what he's doing yeah. They're like i buy it <laughs> Uh, this is a voicemail from Clay Early, who is not a fan of Butthole Weeb. Those two go back and forth on Twitter and through our voicemail. Clay left a voicemail last week that sounded like shit, so I didn't play it. And then he left one this week that is way too long. So don't worry, I've edited this down for everybody. But this did make me laugh. Hey, Kyle. Yo, it's, it's your buddy Clay here, buddy. Uh, I hope I hope this message finds you well and all that, all that garbage, whatever. Um, sorry it took me, you know, a while to get back in. I was, I don't know. I've been I've been reading a bunch of Dilbert comics and I've actually like those. Are, you read those? They're actually funny. I don't know. You just try it out. You just try it out. I think you could get some inspiration. They're good, buddy. They're good. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you don't seem amused by this, Adam. He's cracking up over Dilbert comics. You're not finding that amusing. I'm I'm confused what it has to do with butthole weeb. What? All right, he gets into it. There you go. Got uh, you know, fucking foot fetish weeb over here talking a bunch of bullshit like a faggot, like he likes to do. You have a good one, buddy. Your 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 show is going well. This is the pinnacle. This is this is the zenith of your, of your show. The zenith. <laughs> I think you were saying I zenith, mean, like zenith. I mean, yeah, zenith. I think. Uh, I got to admit, when I listened to that, I was laughing my ass off. He's cracking up over Dilbert comics, as you do. I do have to play the Boomer Guy, but just one voicemail from Boomer Guy, and he asks a great question. Hey, Carl, because, uh, you know, you totally give advice. I just wanted to say, uh, I'm about to go on a date with this chick that I haven't seen in, a, like, over a year. And, like, I remember her being hot, but I forgot what she fucking looks like. I have like this abstract remem- uh, you know, memory of it. So 
Um, I've asked for her Instagram. She has like no social media. So what would you what would you advise for a person in that uh, in that predicament? I meet her in two hours, and I'm not sure what the fuck she looks like. I just I remember would... her being a short, uh, skinny Latina. Uh, that was it. Fuck. I would text her and ask her if she eats ass, <laughs> and if she does. Definitely go for it. So I, I have this one, Adam. I, I have the answer to this. It's a great question. You're going out with a girl. You don't know how attractive she is. What do you do? This is easy math. You have to get to 10 is the answer. So if the chick is a 10, then you don't have to do anything. Perfect. You can just fuck her. If she's a five, well, then you got to have five drinks. If she's a two, you got to have eight drinks. I think you understand where I'm going with this. You just have to get to 10 and everything else is, is golden. You're good to go. Carl, that sounds like a lot of math for this guy. Uh, it might be a little bit tough for him. Hopefully I didn't get to him this advice in time. Hopefully it worked out for him, but that's the answer to this. It's just be ready to drink early and often. And when I say the girls are two, you need eight drinks. I mean, eight drinks within about a 45 minute span. We're not talking about over the course of an evening. We gotta get this. We gotta get this going very quickly because a two is a lot to overcome. This is <laughs> this is a brand new caller to the show. It's the last voicemail we're gonna play, but I'm excited about future calls from this new character we have. Hey Carl, this is the Boomer Weeb. Uh, I have a massive need for attention and uh, acceptance, so I'm just gonna call in and leave inane voicemails about things that I think are edgy, like saying faggot or talking about eating ass. Um, I'm going to keep calling in every week and leave like 40 voicemails, each one about two minutes long. So uh look forward to that. And everyone's really going to hate me, and I'm I'm going to think it's great because I'm such an edgelord. So, yeah, um, get ready to hear a lot more of me, buddy. Uh, fucking Boomer Weave, the new character on the show. But, you know, this has turned into a wrestling show. Now, Boomer and Weeb are going to get together, become the new tag team champs, and beat Boomer Weeb. Yeah, it gets Clay early and Boomer Weeb. They'll, they'll team up. I like it. This makes a lot of sense. All right. I'm, uh, I'm exhausted. I got to go. But thanks again, Adam, for your time today. Oh, thank you, Carl. I think it worked out all right, all things considered. It's just uh, with the help of Levelator, we should all be okay. All right. I'll get on it. All right. Kisses, <laughs> you faggot. Kill yourself. Mm-hmm.